everyone, this is Rose and welcome to my dining room. I'm sitting at my dining room table. It's huge and oak and I love it. So anyway, <laughs> welcome back y'all. The last time we talked, I was headed to the sex club with Big Daddy. Well, I was ready to go out. I went to my beautiful best friend Emily's house and she showed me all her leather cat suits and leather clothes and leather skirts and shirts and panties and masks and all this beautiful leather uh, fuck toy clothing kind of stuff. And she gifted me a beautiful leather miniskirt, which just so happened to fit me perfectly in all the right ways. And I was ready, y'all. I was so ready. I had my makeup done. I had my outfit picked out, looking really sexy. And Big Daddy never got back to me. He never confirmed. And we never nailed down like a time in a meeting place. So we didn't go. We didn't go. And I was so bummed out because I talked to you and you must have heard it in my voice. I was really excited. I thought this was going to kind of bring us closer together. We were going through some weird shit recently and I was just really excited to see him. It's always just an absolute treat to see him. <clears throat> but lately he's been kind of flaky in that scheduling is difficult for whatever reason. Normally, no problem nailing down a time and getting together and having wonderful sex, but the last text message that I sent him was, it's a holiday weekend, because it was, you know, it is Labor Day weekend. And I said, I said, you know, I'm so excited. There's probably going to be so many people out this weekend, and I cannot wait to fuck them all with you. <clears throat> well... <laughs> That didn't happen. Instead, he texted me at like 10 p.m., 10 o'clock at night. And he's like, hey, I thought we were going to meet up. Well, motherfucker, you had 12 fucking hours to text me and set that up. Because if I text you one time, that's the last time that I'm going to text you. I'm only going to text you once. I'm not going to text three, four, five times. If I text somebody twice in a row, that means I'm irritated. But I don't like to do that. I do not like to bother people. It's not my job. I'm not your girlfriend, really. I'm not your wife. I'm not your fucking mommy. I'm not going to bother you. If I want you to do something and you do it, great. If not, fuck yourself and die. Like, I don't know what to say. And so we were talking... And it was like 10 o'clock at night, like I had said. <clears throat> and he was a little bit frustrated. And I was, I'm a lot frustrated. Because this bitch, I mean, I hadn't gotten laid in a long time for me. And when I had pegged Peggy, when I had um, fucked that dude in the ass with his dildo, I didn't get laid. I didn't come. I'm still really pissed off and horny. And that's a problem. I'm used to having sex really regularly. Get all my hormones in check. And when they're out of check, when they're not happening, when I'm not having sex, I mean, when I'm not able to release my sexual energy, I turn into a blazing cunt. Like I basically just turn into a total bitch and I'm miserable to be around. Sex is a part of my life. It's natural for me. It's what I like to do. It's how I keep my body regulated and healthy and just get rid of all the stress and tension. And the kind of sex that we have really releases a lot of tension, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, I was pissed. And I just, I asked him if I, if I could have permission to call him. 
So he said yes. And we called. I called him. We talked. We spoke on the phone. And it was... It was weird. I just have this longing for him. Clearly, I have way more feelings for him than he has for me. And we were both very disappointed. Backtrack just for a moment. I told you I was at my best friend Emily's house getting all this sexy leather stuff ready for Big Daddy. Well, y'all, I showed her a picture of him and my best friend Emily. She's like, Rose, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, this guy is not attractive. And she was totally honest with me. My best friend, Emily, she's like the mirror that I can't see, you know? And so she is a good reflection of what I'm doing. And she's like, Rose, you're you're fucked up. Like, this guy is not sexy, <laughs> sexy at all. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Like, all my best friends, all my closest friends... The ones who are honest with me. They're like, yeah, no, he's super ugly. And all my friends who are like kind of shit friends, they all agree with me. It's those people that if you had a booger in your nose or if you had something on your face, they would just let you fucking walk around like those friends. Those are the ones that look at Big Daddy and they go, oh, okay, that's good. But then my real friends, my true best friends, they look at me and said, Bitch, <laughs> you got something in your face. Like, you need to take that shit off your face. Because <laughs> there's something that the world can see that you can't see. So for that, I am grateful. And if you've been listening along every episode, you'll know that our relationship has been evolving, metamorphosizing, if you will, into a bit of a nightmare. Because <laughs> why am I fucking chasing this guy? He's not paying me. He's not a sugar daddy. I have sugar daddies. I mean... Peggy and Dimitri and all these other people, but he's, he doesn't do shit for me financially. I mean, in the bedroom, he does a lot. Hey, when I make him, but anyway, so we didn't meet up and I'm so sorry. And if you're one of the few people that went to the sex club expecting to see me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not really. But I called him and I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I hope that you didn't go all the way to the sex club waiting for me. <clears throat> and he said, no, I would never go without you, dear. And very sarcastically, I said, oh, well, darling, you're such a romantic, aren't you? You know, like, fuck you kind of thing, which he definitely picked up on because he's not stupid, y'all. He may be fugly, but he's not stupid. <laughs> Oh, good gravy. Anyway, so we just had a frustrating conversation on the phone. And I told him, I said, listen, I clearly wanted to see you. I was waiting up on him multiple nights this week. And he just kept me waiting, kept me, left me hanging. No communication. This is fucking ridiculous. Why are we having a communication issue when you're a project manager for a huge company in Houston? You'd think that you could get your fucking shit together logistically and communicate with me clearly. I mean, oh, don't get me started, y'all. <laughs> I can literally have an argument with myself about this guy. <sighs> so I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Let's just shoot for some time next week. So we'll see. He's busy this weekend. If you've been following my Instagram, hi, I'm a sugar baby. You know that I've been very busy this weekend. I've got a new tractor. We're getting the chicken coop ready. I'm gonna buy some chicks tomorrow, which my sugar daddy, Peggy, <laughs> it's funny. I asked him for some chicken money, you know, which is part of the 
$400 that he gave me. I'm like, hey, can you give me some money for chickens, daddy? <laughs> so I'm going to go buy me some chickens on the farm, go homestead, because I'm sick of this city. Sometimes, sometimes I love it more than anything in the world, but sometimes these little yuppie bitch boys really bother me. And if you're unfamiliar with the term yuppie, it is meant in a derogatory fashion currently. It means these little bitch boys, like these men that think that they're men, but they don't know how to like start a chainsaw. They don't know how to start a tractor. They've never cut down a tree. They've never killed an animal for food, not for sport. They, you know what I mean? So when I say little bitch boys, I mean these rich boys. Rich boy, bitch boy, it's the same thing to me. You're just a yuppie cunt. And at the end of the day, I'm way more of a man than any of these little fucking bitches. So anyway, my real dad, my dad, not my daddy, bought me a brand new 2019 John Deere tractor, 30 horsepower, big daddy all day. I can do anything with that thing. He got me all the attachments because he loves me and I love him. And we've been playing on the tractor, y'all. I'm just trying to get my country home together. Uh, it's about three hours away from Houston, where none of your goddamn business. It's out in buttfuck nowhere. <laughs> and that's where my... I'm just going to go have a good country life and come into the city whenever I need some money from Peggy. That was fun. But, yeah, as far as Big Daddy goes, I'm, I'm seeing the end of this. Just because I'm so getting sick of chasing this stupid old bastard around Houston. To, for what? I'm not getting anything out of it. It's breaking my heart. I'm breaking my own heart. And he's an ugly old bastard. He doesn't know what he has. I spoil him. Like, I spoil him rotten. I tried to bring over some beautiful big titty bitch for him to fuck. And he kept us waiting for like five hours. That's so rude. If you have a young woman in your life, and I'm talking to all you guys out there. If you have a young woman in your life who's a sexual partner that you, res I mean, respect even a little bit, if she goes out of her way to go and meet a beautiful big titty bitch and bring her over for you to fuck and just, if she's presenting you with this pussy and, and you know, somebody else's, you need to appreciate it. In the very least, just say that you appreciate it. Speak kind words to me. Be on time set time, set dates, communicate. I've always said communication is such a big deal in and out of the bedroom, no matter what your relationship entails, whether it's polyamorous, monogamous, if you have, I don't even know, if you're married and you have a side bitch, if you're whatever, you just need to be honest. And I really thought that he was the one person in my life that I could have excellent communication with and respect for. But he's, lo he's losing my respect very quickly. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the Michael principle of business, but Michael, it refers to the archangel, Michael. And so what it refers to, the Michael principle, is when you fail, you fail exponentially. And opposingly, and when you succeed, you succeed exponentially. Well, I feel like in my life lately, I have been succeeding exponentially. 
And if it causes me and Big Daddy, if it causes our relationship to fail exponentially, then it's not going to stop me. I'm not going to let him stand in the way of my progress financially, personally, mentally, emotionally. I'm on, on the up and up right now. I don't have time for anyone bringing me down. The only thing that's been happening to me lately is pure success. Metaphysical, physical, tangible, not tangible, however you want to describe it. I've never felt better in my life. I've never looked better. And for this person to be dicking me around when I'm trying to throw this pussy at him is absolutely fucking ridiculous because I have people in my life that would pay good money, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, take me on first class trips to fucking France with this pussy. What the fuck are you doing for me other than making me wait for you and being non-communicative? Like, fuck you, you AARP motherfucker. I'm done. Okay. I'm so sorry that I was yelling at you. Oh, you don't deserve that. You're a wonderful listener and I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sometimes a bitch just gotta go off, you know? Anywho, so I'm so sorry, honey, that I don't have details about my sexy sex club experience. And this is a very disappointing day for you. But I'm pretty happy <laughs> because I got a brand new tractor, y'all. And I'm going to get chickens tomorrow and we're going to have ourselves a little homestead. And I'm getting the gardens ready and I'm trying to make sure the soil composition is on point and building these raised beds and avoiding my landscape customers that are trying to fuck me over. And I know exactly who they are. That is a conversation that I'm not willing to have on this channel, so... Anyway, I'm going to keep all my other sugar daddies in my life. Charles, Dimitri, my Russian boo. Big daddy, he better show up. He better do something. He better fucking buy me some Louis Vuitton shoes or something. He better show the fuck up with some cash or some love or even some appreciation the next time I see him. I do plan to see him again, but just so y'all have the heads up, he is pissing me the fuck off. Ugh, I hate waiting for people. And I refuse to beg to be in somebody's life. I have men beating down my fucking door, metaphorically, trying to get into my life. Men that would kill to get into my life and get into my bed and have a true relationship with me. And what is this guy doing? Like, I feel very strongly for him and he's just completely wasting this. He is just taking me for granted and I hate feeling that way. My ex-husband made me feel like he was taking me for granted. And guess who fucking prosayed their own divorce? This bitch. Totally worth every penny. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, thank you for listening. I'll make sure that this is titled appropriately so that you're not fooled or befuddled into thinking that this is some kind of kinky, sexy, fun, flirty podcast. Because it's not. It's a little bit disappointing, but... It is brutally honest, so. All right, y'all, thank you for listening. I'm going to head back up to the homestead up north, probably tomorrow. But for the night, I'm, I'm back in Houston, and who knows what I'm going to get into. <laughs> okay. I might come back during the week to have sex with Big Daddy. And Peggy is definitely going to get it again. If he wants to pay me $400 every time he sees me, baby, I will make time for you every day. <laughs> And it was really only like two hours of work. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to hear details about that, listen to my I Fucked Peggy episode. And it 
you can hear all about his butthole and the things that I did to it. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. I love you guys. Rose out.